Hello, and welcome to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Margaret Parker. Today, I will be speaking with Alicia K. Au, MD, MS, on the article, Intracranial and Cerebral Perfusion Pressure Thresholds Associated with In-Hospital Mortality Across Pediatric Neurocritical Care, published in Pediatric Critical Care Medicine in February 2021. To access the full article, visit pccmjournal.org. Dr. Au is an assistant professor of critical care medicine and associate medical director of the Pediatric Intensive Care Unit at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Welcome, Alicia. Do you have any disclosures to report before we start? Thank you, Dr. Parker, for having me here today. I am funded on a K-23 by the NINDS. Thank you. Would you start by giving us some background for your study, what we know about uh, the field, and why you did this study? Sure. We know that intracranial pressure monitoring, or ICP monitoring, has become an established tool in neurocritical care in both pediatric and adult patients. In pediatric patients, clinical indications for ICP monitor placement include severe traumatic brain injury, hydrocephalus, and ventricular peritoneal shunt failure. In addition, to trauma, trauma and obstructive hydrocephalus. External ventricular drains, or EVDs, are also placed in pediatric patients with neoplasms, spontaneous non-traumatic, non-intraventricular vascular hemorrhage, infections, and intraventricular hemorrhage. So targets for treatment of raised ICP in pediatric patients have not been well established and are largely extrapolated from adult TBI studies. This applies to the pediatric TBI population and ICP monitor pediatric patients without traumatic brain injury. A threshold of 20 millimeters of mercury has been widely adopted in adult and pediatric TBI. However, uncertainty in this target exists. In adults, the fourth edition of the Brain Trauma Foundation guidelines for severe TBI recommended an ICP treatment threshold of greater than 22 millimeters of mercury that values above this level are associated with increased mortality. The third edition of the Brain Trauma Foundation guidelines for the management of severe pediatric TBI recommends for treatment of ICP targeting threshold of greater than 20 millimeters of mercury, although some pediatric studies have suggested ICP treatment thresholds as low as 15 and as high as 35 to 40 millimeters of mercury. Furthermore, little evidence for ICP treatment thresholds exists in non-traumatic neurocritical care patients. Cerebral perfusion pressure, or CPP, is the difference between the mean arterial pressure map and ICP, or the net pressure gradient determining blood flow to the brain. Reductions in CPP may result in cerebral hyperperfusion and or ischemia and contribute to secondary brain injury. Due to age-related differences in mean arterial pressure, cerebral blood flow, and cerebral metabolic rate of oxygen, CPP threshold goals differ in adults and pediatric patients. In adults with TBI, the Brain Trauma Foundation recommends a target of CBP between 60 and 70 millimeters of mercury to optimize survival and favorable outcomes. In pediatric TBI, however, the recommendations are to maintain a CPP above a minimum of 40 millimeters of mercury, regardless of age, in order to optimize outcome with a CPP target between 40 and 50 millimeters mercury, suggested to ensure the minimum value of 40 millimeters mercury is not breached. Additionally, the guidelines state that there may be age-specific CPP thresholds with infants at the lower end and adolescents at or above the upper end of this range. CPP targets similar to ICP targets in non-traumatic neurocritical care patients are incompletely characterized. So what was the goal of this study? So the goal of the study was to define ICP and CPP thresholds associated with in-hospital mortality 
among all pediatric patients with ICP monitoring admitted to our PICU at UPMC Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh from January 2012 to December 2016. This included but was not limited to patients with severe TBI. We also sought to better characterize age-related differences in ICP and CPP thresholds associated with in-hospital mortality in infants and children, both for patients with severe TBI and for those with ICP monitors for other neurocritical care diagnoses to begin to characterize potential target thresholds in these patient populations. So how did you go about looking at these parameters? So in this IRB-approved study, electronic health data were collected from any individual with an ICP measurement recorded from January 2012 to December 2016. Data were extracted from our institution's electronic health record-derived clinical data warehouse using the business intelligence platform SAP Business Objects. We collected patient demographics, hospital information, including mortality and vital sign data, including ICP, CPP, and MAP. The main outcome measure was in-hospital mortality. ICP measurements are recorded hourly at our institution. If more than one ICP monitoring device is present, um, such as an intracranial monitor and extraventricular drain, hourly measurements are recorded from each device, and maximum ICP values for each hour are also documented. All ICP values for each patient were pulled for analysis to determine mean and peak ICP values, and CPP values are recorded hourly in the EHR or the electronic health record when ICP and MAP are available. We analyzed the data using pairwise comparisons of mean and peak ICP and minimum and mean CPP values um, in survivors and non-survivors using Mann-Whitney test. We constructed receiver operating characteristic curves um, using mean ICP or mean CPP for the association of in-hospital mortality and calculated Yowden index cut points. Additionally, we performed univariable and multivariable regression analyses and constructed hourly ICP and CPP graphs using local polynomial regression fitting. What kinds of subgroups did you look at? Well, we looked at the entire pediatric neurocritical care population with ICP monitoring, as well as the subset of patients with TBI and patients without TBI. Additionally, we looked at age groups that were stratified as less than three years of age two to less than eight years of age, and greater than or equal to eight years. These age stratifications were based on the age-dependent peak and cerebral blood flow in normal children between two and eight years of age. Tell us about your findings. There were a total of 262 neurocritical care patients with recorded ICP values over the five-year period, of which 87 were patients with traumatic brain injury and 175 were non-TBI patients. The average age in the entire neurocritical care cohort was 8.3 years, uh, with the TPI subset being slightly younger at 6.7 years, and the non-TBI subset being older at 9.1 years. A total of of over 63,000 hourly measurements of ICP were collected, and over 41,000 hourly measures of CPP were recorded. And the admission diagnosis categories included traumatic brain injury, brain tumor with and without hydrocephalus, headaches with and without craniosynostosis with ICP monitoring to rule out intracranial hypertension, spontaneous intracranial hemorrhage, shunt infection or malfunction, hydrocephalus, CNS infection, and others. Did the mortality vary by admission group? We found that the in-hospital mortality for the entire neurocritical care population 
with ICP monitoring was 11.1%. Patients in the TBI SEPSA had a higher in-hospital mortality rate of 17.2% compared to the non-TBI subset who had an in-hospital mortality of 8%. Were you able to identify ICP and CPP cutoffs for mortality prediction? We did. For the entire neurocritical care group with ICP monitoring, RSC curve analysis for the association of in-hospital mortality using mean ICP had a cut point of 15 millimeters of mercury. Analysis for the association of mortality using mean CPP had a cut point of 67 millimeters of mercury. And how about uh, different age groups? Was there Did the cutoff vary by age group? So in the Entire neurocritical care group, ICP cut points were similar across age groups. In patients less than two years of age, ICP cut point was 13. In patients two to less than eight, cut point was 16. And in patients greater than or equal to eight years, cut point was 15 millimeters of mercury. However, the CPP cut points increased with patient age. So in patients less than two years of age, CPP cut point was 47. Patients between 2 to 8 had a CPP cut point of 58, and in patients greater than 8 years, cut point was 73 millimeters of mercury. And how about the difference between the TBI and the non-TBI groups? So in the TBI group, um, analysis for the association of mortality using mean ICP had a cut point of 18 millimeters of mercury, and using mean CPP had a cut point of 66 millimeter of mercury. In the TBI group, CPP cut points again increased with age. So patients less than two years of age had a cut point of 45. Uh, Patients two to less than eight had a cut point of 57. And patients greater than eight years had a cut point of 68 millimeters of mercury. In the non-TBI group, analysis for the association of mortality using mean ICP had a cut point of 15. However, analysis for the association of mortality using mean CPP was not significant in our study. You have some uh, interesting findings that are a little bit different from uh, what we commonly use as our current recommendations. What what are the implications of your data for the practicing pediatric intensivist? So to our knowledge, this is the largest study evaluating pediatric ICP and CPP thresholds associated with mortality in all neurocritical care patients with ICP monitoring. We identified thresholds associated with in-hospital mortality to be a mean ICP greater than 15 and mean CPP less than 67 millimeters of mercury. This ICP cut point is lower than previously recommended by the Brain Trauma Foundation guidelines for severe TBI of 22 millimeter mercury in adults and 20 millimeter mercuries in children, thus supporting the need for trials to assess the impact of targeting a lower ICP of 15 millimeters of mercury. We also identified age-dependent thresholds with CPP with lower CPP cut points for children. In the subset, CPP cut point for in-hospital mortality, as we discussed, were for less than two years of age, 45 millimeters of mercury, two to less than eight years, 57 millimeters of mercury, and greater than equal eight years of age, 68 millimeters of mercury, indicating that pediatric TBI guideline-based minimum CPP threshold of 40 millimeters of mercury may be inadequate particularly for children older than two years of age. Can you talk about the limitations of your study? First, there are limitations related to our study due to the use of electronic health record data. However, we did attempt to, to deal with this by assessing the quality and data extrapolation by ver- verifying this with two independent investigators. We were unable to determine the accuracy of charted ICP measurements in the study, 
and also acknowledge that the EBD measurements are subject to head of bed elevation and intraparenchymal devices are subject to zero drift over time. Although it would be expected that these factors would occur in both survivors and non-survivors. Furthermore, we were unable to assess the quality of the ICP values charted by the bedside nurses and did not use ICP data from continuous monitors that import minute-to-minute data to the electronic health record for this study. CPP is calculated from ICP measurements. These values are susceptible to the accuracy of charted ICP measurements in this study. The second limitation was that there was variability in the number of observations for patient depending on the duration of time the ICP measurement device was in place with more observations per patient in the TBI subset, which could have biased the result. Finally, the mean values for ICP and CPP were used to determine the association with mortality. As such, we were unable to make conclusions regarding the impact of transient elevations or duration of time above target and its effects on mortality. In addition, there were clearly age-dependent temporal patterns observed in both ICP and CPP values during the monitoring period. So where, <clears throat> where do we need to go from here? What's next? Um, I think it'll be important in future studies to assess the impact of various ICP and CPP targets on outcomes beyond mortality, including neurological outcome and quality of life. Multicenter studies examining ICP and CPP thresholds across pediatric neurocritical care diagnoses are needed, given likely differences in case mix and approaches to management. The recently completed ADAPT comparative effectiveness trial in children should provide considerable insight on these thresholds for the pediatric TBI subset. It must be recognized that for ICP, a threshold of 20 millimeter of mercury is a current routine target for intervention. Whether or not the association with lower mortality could be maintained with a lower ICP target directing therapy remains to be defined. We cannot rule out the possibility that different ICP or CPP thresholds could be optimal for different etiologies of intracranial hypertension. And given the lack of guidelines for management of raised ICP in conditions outside of TBI, our data suggests that this may be an important area to explore in future investigations. That's great. Um, I congratulate you on your study and look forward to following your work as you hopefully continue to uh, study this issue. Do you have any final comments you'd like to make? I want to thank you, Dr. Parker, and the Society of Critical Care Medicine for inviting me to speak I'd like to thank my co-authors for their collaboration in this project. Specifically, I'd like to thank my mentors, Dr. Patrick Kohanek, Director of the Saffir Center for Resuscitation Research and and Distinguished Professor and A. Grenbeck, Professor of Critical Care Medicine, and Dr. Robert Clark, Vice Chair and Endowed Chair in Pediatric Critical Care at the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center for their continued support and encouragement over the years. Well, thank you for talking with us today, Alicia. Thanks so much. We have been speaking today with Dr. Alicia Au from the University of Pittsburgh about the article, Intracranial and Cerebral Perfusion Pressure Thresholds Associated with In-Hospital Mortality Across Pediatric Neurocritical Care, published in Pediatric Critical Care Medicine. This concludes another edition of the iCritical Care Podcast. For the iCritical Care Podcast, I'm Dr. Margaret Parker. Join or renew your membership with SCCM the only multi-professional society dedicated exclusively to the advancement of critical care. Contact a customer service representative at 847-827-6888 or visit sccm.org membership for more information. The iCritical Care Podcast is the copyrighted material of the Society of Critical Care Medicine 
and all rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion or endorsement on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine, its officers, volunteers, or members, or that of the podcast commercial supporter. Margaret Parker, M.D., M.C.C.M., is Professor Emeritus of Pediatrics at Stony Brook University in New York. She is a former president of the Society of Critical Care Medicine. She is currently serving as Associate Editor of Critical Care Medicine and Senior Associate Editor of Pediatric Critical Care Medicine.